You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Short Shift Podcast, the Internet's number one Colorado Avalanche podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're all three of us are rooting for them, right? Oh, yes. yeah. You kidding right. me right now? I, I highly doubt there's very many, maybe a small, small handful of people who listen to this podcast who might be pulling for Tampa Bay at this point. What's the reason you pull for Tampa Bay at this point? History? I, I don't. I don't have a reason. I certainly don't have a fucking reason. Oh, I like going down there for vacation. Sometimes I have friends there. That's other than that, I have zero ties to that fucking idiot, idiot franchise. So I was talking to a guy. Uh, shit, am I going to mix up two people right now? He watches the YouTube channel. I think he listens to the podcast. He is a Red Wings Bruins fan. Okay. So this is a tough one for him. Because he has a hard time root for the Avs for obvious reasons. And then obviously Tampa with the Bruins side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has too many Avs fans around him where he's kind of like, fuck it, Tampa. Yeah. Which I get. At that point, you're like, all right, I, I, I can feel you. But that's no, a very it, specific scenario. Yeah, it comes bosses, down to all like personal stuff at that point. My boss's exact words, because my, my boss is, as people know here, is a massive Red Wings fan. My boss's exact words were, I'd rather die than root for, than root for the Avalanche. So he's rooting for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I can respect it. But that's for, that's for rivalry reasons. Which, by the way, when yeah. is that fucking doc coming out? 26th or so I've heard. All right. That sounds about right. Let's go. I'm good. Do you remember when they said in June and they made the last week of June? Go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> well, Ian, to be fair, they were the best kind of correct. Technically correct. It's yeah. true. Can't argue with the technicality, can you? Yeah. Oh, man, that made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, I got to ask you guys, like, obviously, we all watched that game last night. Uh, incredible game one. So good. Oh, man. Give me six more of that. Yeah. yeah. We all want this to go seven, right? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yep. The, the only reason to not want it to go seven is the potential of certain assistant coaches on a certain team that may or may not become a candidate for a, a, for a coaching job. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Heard, heard some grumblings. Okay. But okay. Right now, we're going to talk about the biggest grumble which is this fucking fan base still hurting, still hurting right now. A good chunk of us anyways, about Cassidy uh, getting fired. Uh, This guy, Bruce, um, old friend of the family. (laughs) Uh, We literally said last week on the podcast with, uh, with Boosie instead of Ian. So Ian, welcome back, brother. Hello. Uh, (laughs) Glad, Glad to know. Glad to know that Velma didn't eat and or, I don't know, get rid of you in some way. Dude, she was pissed <laughs> that she wasn't on the podcast last yeah. week. <laughs> I thought I thought she might have called into the uh the chirp line, 
but I don't think she has I the should have done that. It. <laughs> I really should have done that. Uh, uh, so, so Bruce goes exactly where we kind of thought he would go, mm-hmm. but didn't want him to go. Bruce Cassidy is the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. It took him six days to officially take a job. I'm sure it took him less to realistically pick a job mm-hmm. because he basically had his pick in my yeah. opinion. What yeah. are your initial initial reactions? Ian, I'll start with you. I would have, oh God, I would have preferred it was Philly for fuck's sake. Like, uh, uh, there was, there was a not small list of teams that it would have been like, ah, oh, that's fine. If Bruce goes there, fucking Vegas, man, I hate it so much. And I think the team's going to be really good. I have some questions about that team, but he's going to be great. They're going to be great. And I am sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we'll go with. He's heading into a situation that is not dissimilar to Boston's in terms of salary veter- cap, <laughs> salary, salary <laughs> cap, veteranosity on the, yeah. uh, on the roster. Um, I hate it. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good fit for him, but also fuck Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of the general consensus. Yeah, I think. he had a really good quote during his press conference. Was what what, uh, what was the process of you getting the Vegas job? He said, "I consoled my children," and then the phone started ringing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, that. he literally Honestly. had his pick. He yeah. literally had yeah. his pick. Exactly. Except that, for Kelly, and oh, we'll get to that. I, I wanted Detroit because I thought that was a really interesting spot. However, I think he went to the best possible spot for him. And also, wouldn't you much rather live off of the Vegas Strip than underneath a fucking bridge or tunnel in fucking Detroit? Vegas Shots Strip fired. or eight mile? Tough call. Yeah, he, he does have kids, so mm-hmm. I don't, well, I guess both of those have their dangers in very different ways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Vegas situation is weird to me because they have so much fucking talent um in like half their roster and they have zero money to fill out the rest of it Mm -hmm. who's that sound like ian uh well here's the thing we had money to fill out the rest of it and fucked it up Mm -hmm. that's not that's that's a different scenario i think the path the path is different but the results are the same the team's going to be really good Mm -hmm. they need to win a cup in the next two to three years before the bill really comes due and it's going to get weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's already weird, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I think with the shit they're pulling, <laughs> but he's going to be happy and I'm happy for him. I hope they go. Oh, and 82 next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's where I stand. I want him to succeed. And somehow that team did never win another game. You know what? My cynical mind went to like one of the first thoughts that I had about him going there. It's like rewind a year ago on this podcast. And one of us says in a year's time, Cassidy will be coaching Martinez and Jack Eichel. I would have been, Holy <laughs> shit. Like this fan base is so excited. We got You're the defender that we wanted bitch. in the off season and Jack Eichel's coming to Boston. Blah, blah, blah. Like that was my initial reaction. I was like, I guess he's going to coach him anyways. That's and that's not even necessarily the best. Isn't that really like, that's just, that's how my week has been going. I I actively hate you right now, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. For all the listeners, that's the one comment that just sticks out of a podcast. Like, you know when you listen to a podcast and you just... I'm ready for the chirps online. Thing. Where oh, they're just like, too. son of a bitch. 
Yeah, yeah that's gonna get. I never wanted Eichel necessarily here. I I have weird. I don't know. He just gives me weird vibes. And I hope he can put it back together for Bruce. And I hope that team does some shit. That's going to be an interesting dynamic to see what happens yeah. there. Yeah. And it could, it could backfire if, if what we're, we've heard about Bruce is remotely correct, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The hardest part for me is it's, it's basically Carolina West where it's like, I don't mind the team, like the players, it's the fucking fan base that drives it's me crazy. Everything it's the organization. It's the, mm. it's the social media presence. It's all that shit. Like, I'm just a curmudgeon about this shit, but I just I can't root for them in that fan base going to the Stanley Cup in their first year of existence and feeling so fucking entitled ever since. It's just like, holy shit. My, I hate you guys. My favorite thing about this is we have that certain section of Bruins fans going, oh, Bruce Cassidy's finally got a got like a, a competent f- front office that's not dysfunctional and da-da-da-da-da. Are you guys forgetting the Marc-Andre Fleury situation, the Evgeny yeah. Dodonov situation? Are you guys goldfish? Mm. <laughs> this situation that he's going into is very similar to Boston's. So I don't... I don't know. Like, I think it's a great fit for him. I think it's a great for him fit for him in the short term, for sure, one hundred percent. But like Ian said, they always come to collect, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So they have they have to NHL contracts. I'm not talking the LCs. They have eight forwards signed for forty two million. They have seven defensemen for twenty six and a half, and then they have Leonard for five million. A couple guys on the injured reserve right now. They're at 85 million against the mm-hmm. cap. That's a few million over, boys. Yeah, and that's with the Dadnoff trade already happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's, I mean, they're going to make a lot of changes there. He they, better really you know trust that front office. Yeah, he I mean, really trust it. Uh, if anything, he's buying himself into a situation where he's going to have a couple of extra years just based on, wow, we have talent right now to compete. But this front office has a lot to figure out over the next couple of years. I feel like there's a level of job security to it. Yeah. Maybe job security that he thought and was told that he had in Boston. Uh, maybe maybe it's sitting there now. But Holy you know. shit. Riley Smith is 31. Where did the time go? I know. Uh, We're all in time is ever marching, dude. Oh. Speaking of the Dadanoff trade. Ian, do we do want to jump into right into that? Yeah, yeah, we do. What the fuck? Does this not feel like the exact kind of trade that the NHL would step in and go, oh, no, 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 no. You have a player that the only reason he's not retiring is because of recapture penalties. Mm -hmm. So so there's some sort of backdoor fucking deal going on. And we all know it, but you're still going to let him be traded around Mm -hmm. for cap relief. And yeah, Vegas will have extra taxes and fucking escrow is not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. This, they're going to pay more money because of it. But that's some bullshit. How does the league not step in and go, this is not okay? Gary Bettman just came out in his State of the Union address before game one of the Stanley Cup finals, and somebody asked him about it, and his exact words were, there is no loophole. Well, it turns out the loophole is gaping, Gary. (laughs) Your loophole is gaping. He's a, well, first of all, I don't want to talk about any of Gary Bettman's gaping holes, but (laughs) Gary Bettman is a lawyer. Oh, it makes sense. He's a gaping loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Bettman is a lawyer. He's going to twist the, he's going to twist this any way he sees fit to 
make the league look better in this situation and not 24 hours after he says oh that was a, that's not a loophole it's 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 within the confines of of a competitive of trying of garnering competitive advantages mm -hmm. that fucking happens like it's like gary bettman said okay so, so somebody do it somebody do it and just just do it yeah. see it works see see no it's he just no. wanted to get dad Nob off that team because that was a black spot too mm -hmm. also so, how does how did the canadians not get an extra pick out of this i'm not saying a first or second but how did they not get a third or fourth from vegas it's um, it's a dump yeah, it's a dump it's, exactly it's a dump but like get something more they dumped the guy on you and yeah he's a decent middle six guy who's overpaid but like i don't know how do you not get an extra pick well, I, I mean, in this situation, they're getting a player who's actually going to touch the ice at some point. Like, that's the amazing thing, too. Like, when I started reading uh, after this trade, just jumped on Twitter for a couple of minutes, and the amount of people who are just like, Shea Weber is like, he's broken. Like, he's never going to play again. It's like, that's kind of the point of the deal. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. That <laughs> like, wiped we're out five million out of their cap. Yeah, we're not envisioning him putting on that sweater. Like, this is, right. this is literally, it's... I don't know. So there I, was there was some dumbness on 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 Twitter. So I, I walked away from it. But honestly, like we're talking about Gary Bettman not leaving fucking gaps and loopholes and shit like that. Both teams just kind of fisted that gap, like straight up. <laughs> There's your title. Like it's fisting the gap. <laughs> there you go. Sixty minutes but with your short shift fellows fisting the gap <laughs> we, what was really funny was we the, need a female on this fucking podcast <laughs> asap this is going off the rails what's oh. really funny what was really funny is that the canadians made their announcement tweet speaking of twitter they made their announcement tweet. we got a getting Dodonov, and the Anna anaheim ducks went you sure you sure yeah well, that was well, well, that was pretty fucking good actually <laughs> so he had montreal not on his no move list but he had anaheim on it mm-hmm that's an interesting choice. Yeah. That's pretty interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know what the recapture penalties are because the latest CBA changed them, but I wish Weber would just retire and fuck all those teams. Mm -hmm. And just be like, the oh, oops, recapture, sorry about the cap hit. The recapture penalty, and this is going by straight memory, so um, I might be wrong here. I don't know the exact amount, but it was something along the lines of like 1.75 million until the year 2038 if he retired. It's crazy. I would rather him just retire than just have that forever, which is next to nothing, but still, it would be hilarious. Dom on Twitter, uh, I asked who had the numbers. He's like, I'm not going to crunch all the numbers. You can Google that. And I got really embarrassed because I was like, I tried, Dom. I tried to Google that and I'm confused. I'm a very Dom dumb will do that sometimes. Girl. You do it. Dumb. I do this all day, man. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't rude. I'm not calling him out. I was just no. very embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, shout That's out to fun. Dom. Shout out to Dom. <laughs> shout out to, Dom. Oh, shout out to B and G. Shout out to all those guys. It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty fucking perfect. I'm trying. That's, uh, honestly, Dom. That's like one of my fucking favorite responses because I I can actually hear him almost saying that, and I guarantee you it was no maliciousness to it, but just like oh. the idea of when you hear the words Google it, like I always say in my mind, like dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you know, he just said it matter of fact, like you can just Google that. That's yeah, how he it's, said it's it. Out there. It's out there. Just was typed right. like, just yeah. Google it. Dumbass. <laughs> you absolute fucking moron. Oh, I fucking love that guy. Love oh, that's good stuff. Um, 
I mean, this this being said, like obviously there's already past precedents on salary dump shit like this. This one caught me off guard because I definitely didn't see this happening. But the Bruins could benefit from some salary dump this offseason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, so, for sure. I'm not going to shit on this move for either one of those teams or the league because, let's be honest, part of it is just kind of coming from, a, 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 I guess, a standpoint of jealousy at this point. Yeah. Can we have a tiny conversation about that for just a second? Yeah. Because I keep seeing people talk about, well, if we're not going to buy out Felino and we're going to keep all these assets, we probably know a defenseman's on the move. Like we know that's that's kind of has to happen. They, they, it has to. There's no way they can. The, the left side's it's just so jammed. And people keep talking about how it doesn't make any sense to keep a guy like Felino on the team. Mm-hmm. And there's there's arguments where they're correct. Like, hey, that takes a roster spot where you want younger guys in it. Um, if we are doing a retooling year, rather than just keep buyout money going, you can kind of just get rid of it because this is his last year. I mean, same thing with a lot of these contracts. A lot of contracts are up next year. Mm-hmm. $29 million in salary cap space uh, next year. There yep. you go. So retooling, if we're doing that for a season, it does kind of make sure to just keep the money and let it come off the books. Maybe trade them on the deadline, whatever you can find. That makes more sense if you're kind of punting on this year. So I just want to kind of make that point because a lot of people are very confused about why you would even bother. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense to me. I, there's arguments against it for sure, but I don't know. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if, if for example, if Foligno is going to get dumped somehow, it's going to be probably in a package with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And Felino would be or dropping Felino's money would be the benefit to our team. Whereas the benefit to another team would be getting a player. And I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but like if we sent him with a Carlo or, you know what I mean? Like, Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of different things. That being said, with that much money coming off the books at the end of this season, going into the following off season, maybe that makes a little bit more sense from a front office standpoint to go ahead and make a coaching change where it's kind of an excuse to kind of buy you a, a, a mediocre year. These um these are Sweeney the, gets to Sweeney gets to use that money next year. Non ELC guys, these are the guys signed not to this year but next year. You're gonna hurt my feelings with this. Yep. Feel it. Uh, Marchand for six point one, Hall for six, Charlie Coyle for five, DeBrusque for four, Oscar Steen for eight hundred thousand. No one else is on the books mm-hmm. as far as forwards go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, oh, the defense still yeah, has defense is still ton. loaded. Yeah. There's yeah. Still I was going to say, I'm like, where are you going with that? But yeah, uh, damn. but having five forwards is hilarious in that regard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good oh. thing that we're so stockpiled at the forward position in our uh, in our farm. Prospects for days. <laughs> Let's go. Brendan oh. Torpowski is coming to save us. Uh, Talking to who? Christ. Luke Torpowski. Excuse me. Yeah, there you go. Well, maybe Still, he has a brother, who? too, and he's coming up. <laughs> Get the whole family in here. Yeah. Have you guys watched Shorzy at all? No. No, uh, but I've been meaning to. Please yeah. watch it. We're going to talk about Shorzy on this podcast at some point. You guys have to watch it. It's so good. If you like Letterkenny, you'll fucking love it. Yeah. Okay. I've heard awesome. nothing but good things so far. Oh, so yeah, good. Same. I love it so much. <sighs> so, a thumbs up, thumbs down to uh, the Dadanov trade? I just think it's bullshit, but like... Even enough. I don't think any team really won. I just think Montreal should have gotten another pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I don't want Montreal to get anything more out of that. To be honest. Yeah. But, oh, sure. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, Dadnoff is fine. Fuck you, Cyril. 
you know, just yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get him on the podcast at some point this summer because he's got an interesting offseason. We have an interesting offseason for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was one of our best guests last last offseason. So anybody who picked up on the podcast uh, during this season, Searle is uh, one of Andrew's friends. Awesome, awesome kid and uh, fantastic Montreal Canadiens fan uh, who we did not argue with or fight on this podcast. He actually gave us a lot of insight. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to diving back into that with him. Ian, you were, you were here. That was like one of your first couple episodes, right? Yeah. I think that was maybe the third episode I was on. That was really early. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, Um, he's definitely on our, on our summer short list. For sure. For sure. I want to get him on. I didn't know the phrase fantastic Montreal Canadiens fan existed. Yeah. That was, that was weird hearing out loud. I gotta yeah. say. No, he's, he's, he's one of the best. He's, he's a realistic Habs fan. He, he can be one of the best, but a fantastic Habs yeah. fan. I, just, I mean, I can I, edit it out. I can easily <laughs> edit that out. You should Maybe just I'll, censor it. I'll just censor it. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> and then you censor every time I say it. So it just seems like we're, Oh, that'll be good. We're just that's casually nice. just calling him up. No, I'm not going to say the word. Yeah. So you actually <laughs> please <censor>. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's only reserved for Rob Brandmore. No. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only word that's we've ever censored and probably ever will actually censor on this podcast. Yeah, it was that was a fun segment. It Thanks was. for that, Andrew. You fucking vile bitch. <laughs> Listen, you can- <laughs> do we want to uh, do we want to jump into some coaching rumors? I know that's what most of the people uh, wanted to hear based off of their their Twitter questions. Mm-hmm. I hate I think- all of this, to be honest. Yeah, I hate, I hate talking about this. Uh, <clears throat> I hate I hate the answers that we have. I there is I do not have a favorite candidate and I'm not typically somebody who is uh, uh, a fire this guy or a, I don't like this guy type thing but I don't think there's anybody out there that has been named at least at this point that excites me enough where I'm not going to have a mountain for them to climb over before I'm actually impressed or buying in. They're going to have some big shoes to fill. That's undoubted that there's no doubt about that. I don't even think it has anything to do with Bruce's shoes. I think it's just the fact that this is my team. This is an original six. This is the fucking Boston Bruins. And we're, we're naming all these people right now on social media or, or, or writers are naming them. And it's just nobody impresses me. Nobody feels remotely worthy of it. And that, that's not a knock on Savard. I know his name has popped up. Love Savvy. I don't know if he's ready. Mm-hmm. So even him, he has like a little bit of a mountain to climb. Because like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I guess he would be, he would be with the us. Cent- yeah. But like, if he somehow got the job, that he would be the sentimental pick, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, who excites you? Like, what have you read, uh, Andrew? I'll start with you. What have you read that makes you remotely excited? Like, who do you think it's going to be, and who do you want it to be? If you're even there yet, which I don't even know if I am, so I can't, I can't fault you if you don't have a, a direct answer. So, who I think it's going to be is Jay Leach, um, which, I mean. Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> it's, it's, it, feels, it feels like a safe pick. It's a very safe pick. It and feels I, and I like an organizationally go safe pick, which is maybe what Sweeney needs to mm-hmm. buy him another year to get to the, all that cap space. But it's that doesn't excite me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the five candidates that got interviews, 
I'm going to run down the list here. It's um, Jim Montgomery, mm. who was former stars, uh, former stars coach, uh, former coach of Union, and former coach of Denver. Um, call it collegiately. Um, a lot of success in the collegiate ranks. A uh, little bit of success in the NHL. Probably the most decorated coach out of the five. But he had a well-known issue. Um, he was fired with cause from the Dallas Stars for uh, conduct detrimental, which was um, related to alcoholism, which mm -hmm. he got treatment for. And he appears to be in a good spot um, mentally and mentally and professionally. He was an assistant for St. Louis last year. Um, he's fine. I'm fine with interviewing him, especially with that as the backstory. Yep. Give give him another shot, but I don't. I don't see him as a fit. Yeah. Ian? Uh, I have resigned myself, and I think this is something everyone needs to do, is knowing that no matter who we pick, it's not going to feel right. No. Mm -hmm. That's and, what's and on the I table. Think, I think we all know this, but... Well, we're not acting like it. I mean, I feel like we are, the three of us, but you look around and people are, I would love this name, I would hate this. I don't think there could be love or hate in any of these decisions. It's all like a man. I don't know what I'm really getting from this guy. Yeah. And I feel like that for all of these guys, including every the single big one names. of them, including, including the, big the bigger names. ones, even if trots came over here, which I feel like I know what I'm getting from trots. Mm -hmm. I'd be sitting there going, you should have just kept Bruce. Tactically. What, yeah. Why? What trots is the last guy who's going to change his game. And his game is exactly the way we've been playing. Like, uh, there's nothing about this that makes any sort of like excitement, like you were saying. There's, there's just nothing that will build any excitement towards a season from a coaching hire. It will simply be a this is a guy running the team, and all of us will go, let's see. Yeah, exactly. All of these are let's see guys Jim yeah. Montgomery, Jay Leach, um, yeah, just keep running down the list. Yeah, just keep going with it. David Quinn. No. Actually punched me in the face. <laughs> Joe Sacco. Yeah. Kick me in the balls. Just do it. <laughs> and the Sacco. And I will say, okay, I will say that in doing research, research of some of these names, this last name had a little bit of interest for me. Spencer Carberry. He is a, he's basically a coaching lifer. He is 40 years old and he has been coaching various professional levels for the last 11 years. He had a lot of success with the South Carolina Stingrays and was the head coach of the Hershey Bears for a couple of seasons. And last year he ran the power play for Toronto, his third in the league. He's a, he's a, he's a wild card. Um, he's a, he's considered a young up and comer, even though, like I said, he's been coaching for over a decade, but he had a run of success for the Stingrays being a 29-year-old president of hockey operations. So any, in any organization like that, professional organization, whether or not you're talking about the AHL or ECHL, ECHL is basically double A, there's got to be, there's something to be said about hockey acumen for having that kind of position at such a young age. Uh, I don't think he's going to get it, but... It's cool that a name like that is on the list. He's also the Stingrays were a Bruins affiliate shared with um, the Capitals while he was a coach over there. Yeah, he was also a, a Providence assistant for a year. Yeah. 
So that seems uh, like a, a like a cute, uh, like too smart for your own good type pick. Like if you make that move, you're just you're trying to get a little bit too ahead of the curve. And I just don't think Sweeney or the Bruins are really that type of team to go out there and make that type of move. I think they're going to go for somebody more stable. And yeah. to me, that takes like a, a, a Lehman off the table. It takes a Savard off the table right now. Well, Lehman signed a huge extension for Providence about five weeks ago. So yeah, so I don't yeah. think he's not. So I would love Nate Lehman. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. I would love Nate Lehman. I would take him in a second. I mean, I Lehman, Lehman and Rand Pecknold are maybe the, the top two college type guys. And they both have good situations where they are. Yeah. Norm Bazin here in Lowell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like Pecknold is, I live pretty close to Quinnipiac and follow Quinnipiac. He's got a cush job there. He basically built that program mm -hmm. and his family loves living down here. Like he's, He's not going anywhere. That man. reminds me of another name that came up. Greg Carvel. Yep. UMass Amherst. Yep. I saw that. Yep. And, and what, he, what's the motivation for him to, to leave that program? There isn't. He's got over there. Yeah. So it's, this is like the Harbaugh at Michigan type thing. Right. Where it's just exactly. like, he could go and somebody could offer him stupid money, but is he going to take it? Is he going to have the power that he wants, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and we're naming hockey play, uh, hockey coaches who don't have nearly the ego that a Jim Harbaugh has, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, I, I think those guys are all just, if any of them even interview it's, it's a waste. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of with you just to tie this back. Jay Leach mm -hmm. is probably the guy. Same. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's a safe, doesn't rock the boat type thing for me. And I don't know, like he has some experience with some of our younger guys and he's been around this team. He knows the system. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen because I feel like the front office feels like they can control a guy like that. Maybe they couldn't control a Bruce Cassidy at a certain point in their trying. So they, you, you think the front office are more, more they're just rolling it back specifically Cam Neely wants a yes, man. Yeah. I think that's very, very possible, especially if Cam Neely's the, the true trigger man on getting Bruce out of here. It sort of feels like Neely's running the show more than Sweeney is these days. Doesn't it? I mean, ultimately, if you think about it kind of should be that way mm -hmm. to a point, there's obviously certain things that Sweeney should be in control of when it comes to how we're drafting, which is a whole different topic and, and how we handle the deadlines. I like how Sweeney handles deadlines. The last couple of years have been wildly successful at the deadline. Well, mm -hmm. <laughs> this past, this past year was not a wild success. I just, I we still got the stand best by my defensive plan. dude that was remotely available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we spent assets to clear extra cap space that went to waste. We never That's used fair. it. That's fair. That's fair. God, fucking that annoyed me. Anyway. Yeah. And we didn't have any secondary score in the playoffs. Fuck! Yeah. How many times is that rant going to be played in uh, on this podcast this summer? Uh, too many, man. I'm just sad. <laughs> I want a cup. And watching these two teams play for the cup is just... We're 11 years removed to yeah. uh, almost to the day. Happy, happy. June 15th for everybody who celebrated. Well, real quick, uh, I, I, I kind of want to circle back a little bit. Um, so for both of you, I said my guy uh, who my who I would like to see hired. I would love to see a guy like Nate Lehman, who is it doesn't it, obviously not on this list. Who is a guy who is available that you would go? Yes, 
this is the guy that I want. Is there any? No, there's none. There's I none for me. I don't have one. No. And that's what sucks. Yeah. However, there's six or seven other teams that just got really excited six days ago mm-hmm. when the Boston Bruins fired their coach because yeah. immediately, immediately, another team was going to get a massive upgrade. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. Let's talk about something more funny. Just yeah. for a minute. Andrew, please explain to me mm. the Barry Trotz turn down of Philadelphia. This warms <laughs> my cold, dead heart, this, guys. This makes me love Trotz even more. And again, I want to reiterate, I do not want Trotz as the head coach of the Boston Bruins, but I do love the man. Barry Trotz is offered a four-year deal for $7 million a year. $7 million a year. $7 million a year to coach. The Philadelphia Flyers. He sits on the offer for about a day and goes, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Which causes the Flyers to turn around and offer a four-year deal for an undisclosed amount to John Tortorella, who accepts. (laughs) It is a beautiful match. Now, Now dive a little bit deeper. Explain to me how they went outside of the organization to find they and establish a, that pick. They hired oh a God. third party. They hired a hiring firm, a headhunter, ostensibly, to look for a coach over Cliff Fletcher's head. A, Fletcher should quit, resign <laughs> right then and there. And also, if you hire a company to give you the best possible candidate and they give you torts, that company just robbed you fucking blind. <laughs> lose, lose. Exactly. And it's Philadelphia. If I'm Fletcher, I'm fine. And, and Fletcher apparently does not like Tortorella. No shit. <laughs> I would fucking quit. I would straight up resign. Yeah. I'd walk away. Because he'll get another fucking GM job. I want to be front perfect. office job. Uh, he did trade for Ristolina. I don't know if I'll I want to be. <laughs> no, uh, Fletcher. Fletcher comes from NHL stock. He's the yeah, son I of a. Know, he'll, he'll get another job. Exactly. Good old And even boys. if it's not a GM thing, he's going to be in somebody's front office for a couple of years. I want to be another opportunity. Abundantly clear. Everything that I have read, I was trying to find something to 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 see if maybe okay, maybe maybe this isn't true. He had no say in this hire. None. None. I would be. What's the point of your job, bro? If I was, like, if I passed him in the hall and he's all upset about it, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what, what is it? It's just the office space fucking me. What is it that you do? As little well, as a possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, buddy, put your nuts on the table. Fucking tell these people to fuck off. Hire your guy. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I just, even if it's the wrong hire, you know what? Even if it's the wrong hire, even, even if it's if, the wrong hire, it's his responsibility. That's literally the first and top priority of a general manager, especially when they hire a general manager and bring him in. He gets his own guy. I now, if you hire a headhunter and they work in tandem, if Fletcher is helping, cool. Yeah. Fine. But they went over his head. I would there rather is have dysfunction over there. Yeah. I would rather have a tyrant GM than a GM that doesn't make a decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. By yeah. far. Yep. Yep. 
God, exactly. sucks to be a Philly fan this last um, mm-hmm. how many years now? Uh, uh, yes. Forever. The answer is yes. <laughs> the last. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, Trotz, by the way, uh, where's he from? Where was he born? Winnipeg. Yeah, he's good. Like, I don't I honestly I think I'm just waiting to see a good offer and the Philadelphia offer showing kind of what his value is. I don't know if the Jets are going to spend that much money. Nope, they won't. But if they come anywhere close to it, I think that's where he goes. I think it's where he goes. There's a lot of writing on the wall for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the community certainly behind it. Yeah, did you see uh, the free beer thing? And the free sausages thing. Which free was beers, free sausages, free strange. pizza. He's, they are, they're, the overtures over there for yeah. to him to come to Winnipeg have gone have are getting into the absurd at this what, point um, what is Finally. winnipeg pizza like i asked two guys who have <laughs> never been to winnipeg <laughs> i don't know but you're asking two guys really, with very but, strong pizza opinions so yeah I right? we would take a <laughs> well hey hey it. for winnipeg if you want to do a cold ferment on the dough you can't get much colder <laughs> yeah uh look good for trots i don't think it's a fit no you're worth boo i don't think it's a fit man uh, should we talk about this before the podcast we start recording it they're all speed in their top six. They got talent that needs to be let loose at times. That he's not going to do that. Their defensive skill lacks quite a Imagine bit. Imagine Shepley with Trotz on the behind. He will help. Slow team run by Barry Trotz would have been absolutely awful. Yeah, because that's I, what we just saw last year in in uh, <laughs> in uh, Long uh, Island. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like the fit, honestly, team to coach. But, hey, I've been wrong before once or twice. I remember when I said Seattle could be, and I said could. I said could be the third best team in the West. You did say that. Do you remember who I said was the second best team in the West? Arizona. Vegas. Yeah. My top three really fell apart, but one of them's in the finals, Ian, so good Ian, job by me. Ian. <laughs> Ian, I mean this. I, I mean this with all love in my heart. Shut the fuck up. You did hey, not. We, hey, no, no, no. Hang on. No, 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 no. I am the king of the awful predictions. You do not get to. You do not. You do not get to get that throne. Okay, Payne. All right, you were raised in it. I'll, I'll fuck it. I was. I was murdered in it. Stripped by it. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I predicted Buffalo went 14, 56, and 12, and I now owe you people a fucking brewery. I can't yep. wait for next year's bets. The Discord is already getting prepped, by the way, for uh, <laughs> for doing off-season bets, and it's it's going to get bad really quick. Oh, I haven't t- taken a look at the Discord in a few days. Oh, I need to take be, a look at that. It's going to be fun. Oh, I, just, I do want to uh, give a pat on the back to Andrew. He is the only one. Uh, who had the boss to go ahead and name somebody here as somebody that he wants or that would remotely titillate him <laughs> as a head coach of the Bruins? Me and Ian have zero balls. We we're just not excited or or no. Happy we're just. And I th- but I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair because there's no one we'd like. I think it's yeah. going to be Jay Leach, just like he said. Yeah. Um, Lehman. And fine, sure, fine. But, if it's okay. David Quinn, okay. If it's David Quinn. I'm moving into a sixth floor loft next week. Mm-hmm. Wait until I'm moved in and settled and before, until you hire him so I can hurl myself out that window. Yeah. If it's David Quinn, we're going to go 12 and three to start the season. He's going to bamboozle everyone. And then it's going to be a free fall. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. what I'm going with. 
That's cursed audio. Yeah, it is. Can we move on, please? <laughs> I hate people even asked us not to talk about the fucking coaches because everyone's so sick of it. But we kind of had to. We, we didn't have a it's choice. Literally the no, specifically, uh, shout out to shout out to Intent Offsides on Twitter who said, yep. please don't talk about Cassidy. Psych. Sorry, bud. I think that was 20 minutes right there. My bad. Yep. I mean, it wasn't all about Cassidy, but like, mm-hmm. it's impossible to do a podcast right now as as a boston bruins podcast and not talk about this situation so mm-hmm. hey how good is kale mccarr let's talk about him god he's how so good, good are they fucking colorado avalanche they're so yeah. good that amount of talent on that ice is crazy anyway let's move on this is honestly i think i think i ended up doing eight brackets and i believe this was my final in six of them what and i just couldn't i just couldn't stray away from it mm-hmm. uh and then the other ones i just put the bruins in the in the cup final just because i wanted to not completely root against my own team for the sake of brackets, which it doesn't even make sense. Like I'm not even going to fucking win anything. So I, um, <laughs> What's the I, point? I scored 108 points in the first round in my bracket. Good job. And, uh, haven't scored a single point since. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds about right. I got all of the round two matchups participants, correct. And every single one of my guys lost. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they don't ask the path they ask that to get there oh, good job by me good job by you. i guess uh, the last thing i'll say about coaching and we'll use it as a segue to get into the next topic is there a coach that you think bergeron wants to play for out there right now i hate you so much mm. uh Mark Savard, <laughs> right? What if Savard ends up on the bench behind somebody, whether it's fucking. Oh, I'd be super down for that. I'd be, yeah, I'd that, be sure. completely down for it. I think he needs one more year running that OHL team. He's apparently, kinda, he's apparently interviewing, it, but he's apparently yeah. interviewing. So I'd be at least for the it. stars job. Oh, so, <sighs> I feel like Bergeron would be okay with Sacco. He may I think potentially would be, be okay, okay with just about anybody. Yeah, but I feel like also at the same time, like there are certain hires that you may make that show me or show him more importantly that this team's not trying to compete. Because I think one of the biggest questions this fan base has is, are we really trying to go for a cup right now? Or have we been really trying to go for a cup even these last couple years since going to a cup final? Or, or are we just okay with being a really, really good team that can make a run because that's ultimately what we did in 2019. I don't think that that team as it stood had any business being a game away from winning the championship. We just made a fucking run. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if that's best case scenario for this front office and that's what they want to do and don't get me wrong. Yeah. They spend to the cap. So like, this is more, this is more coming out of my own ass than anything else, but it doesn't feel like they do or they try as hard as other teams don't and, and also what Tampa's doing right now with three straight finals and potentially three straight cups, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's not a comparable. No. So like take that off the board, but the Bruins are perpetually a playoff team, but do we always feel really good about a deep run? No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. I mean, I convince myself every year. So that's yeah, good. absolutely. Well, that's fandom. Yeah, that is 2011 I, mean, I was tricking myself out of thinking that they were going to do it 
Yeah, and the and T- Tampa, like I said, T- like you said, Tampa's the outlier. Teams aren't going to make the Cup Finals four times in the last eight years. Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine having the same problem for a whole decade, though. Like that's what's even worse is every year we have the same conversation about like, man, if only we had some secondary scoring. Yeah, oh, try to address it every year. Yeah, try to. No. Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. We right, did settle not. <laughs> uh, I just want a cop. I'm so sad. Happy June 15th. I just like, it's it's a fun memory, but I have the 10-year rule. You can't keep bringing up a, a fucking a championship if it's 10 years or more past. Yeah. Like, you kind of like, everybody buddies and talk about how good the team was and everything, but if someone gets in an argument with you about franchises, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, we won a cup in 2011. All right, knob. In 2011? What? 10 years ago? Oh, fuck you. I don't know. Yeah. How about making the finals three times in the last 11 years? The way that the, the phrase, they don't ask how, they ask how many works mm-hmm. the same way in reverse. Yeah. Okay. I you got to win them. No, Andrew. Yeah. You got to win them. Now the team all we can ask for is, is like, I say this about all sports. All you can ask is your team to put you in a position to make the playoffs and make a run and yes, and be successful. Like, but the Red Sox constantly do that. The the fucking Patriots did it for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Thomas, not- are you are you one of the are are you one of those who believe that the Jacobs uh, only care about first round playoff gate? I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the case. That's not what I'm trying to lean into. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more so talking just the idea of okay, you make the playoffs, you seem like you're competitive. That's enough. We're a business. But you don't want to mail it in. You don't want to become the fucking Jesus, I don't even know. That that theory Arizona. doesn't make sense because yeah. because we keep paying to the cap though. That, and, exactly. I, and I said that, and I I said like we're we're right up against the cap constantly. We mm-hmm. we are active in the offseason. We are active going out and trying to make moves at the deadline and stuff, whether it's for better or for worse. But it, there seems to be a certain point where it's just like, man, they're not. It doesn't seem like they're pulling the trigger on on something that we really need them to. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and a, t- McAvoy resigning for that money was the closest that I felt like. Okay, this team we're we're still an elite team. Like this is a team that's going to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not just one player. We can't just yeah. be one player. To your point, we have been very successful over the past eleven years, where we've been a competitive team for most of them. We've made cup runs that just fell short, like. This this whole decade has brought me a ton of hockey joy. Like I've really enjoyed series wins and things like that. So you guys are right in the sense that I can't just shit on the team because we haven't won a cup because I really have enjoyed our teams. Yeah. But at a certain point, you do want you do want that last little bit. Mm-hmm. You want you want to and have that's it. Fair. Like that. And that's fair. And but and and that's fair. But you don't want to like you know discount the achievements of the t- uh, the achievements of the team which do exist they do in the context of going after those cups and maybe maybe we are maybe maybe th- there are various reasons that we are falling short but i don't i don't know if it's i don't think there's anything to that argument is that the the jacobs only care about playoff gate and no they're terrible owner. do not get me wrong fuck jeremy jacobs fuck jeremy jacobs fuck charlie jacobs fuck them both 
I mean, they, I don't want to fuck him. Yeah, no, that's I, gross. And, and, and I, I, I wouldn't fuck him <laughs> with someone else's dick, but just they spend the cap and it's it's just it's decisions it's not it's not mailing it in for any other reason it's just the decisions that are made on a macro level from that are above that are above the players it's it's neely it's sweeney whoever the fuck is pulling the strings at this point it's just falling short. And we get to this conversation. We really didn't doubt it's regardless. We're on a sad be, downward spiral right yeah. now. Regardless, last month. <laughs> if this is the end of how competitive the Bruins have been, if it is, right? If if we're gonna start going into a retool or a rebuild. Uh and if it it's will a, be, if it's a retool, then that, yeah, maybe we get back to, to competitiveness very quickly, but a failed retool just makes a longer rebuild. Um, and a failed it, rebuild just makes a longer rebuild paging the Edmonton Oilers. Regardless, this will be looked back in Bruins history as a wasted era because they only got one. Yep. In, in 20 years, we'll look back and be like, how did that core not get? I would have set the over under at 2.5. I think most other people would have too. Mm-hmm. And th- that'll be a question for a long time, man. That'll be a frustrating I think I part still, of it. We should have won 19, man. 13. We should have won 19. Absolutely. 13. Yeah. It, we were, we were beat by the better team. Yeah. I think Celtics right now are running through the same thing. They should have won this year. They're getting fucking smoked. <sighs> they're Sad still in it. Pain. They are still in it, but they're getting smoked right now. Do we have any get, positives to talk about? I'm just getting my feelings hurt so <laughs> much. So yeah, sad. me too. <laughs> do we have any positives um nope that's not positive the front office had a below 10 percent approval rating via the athletic um <laughs> fair or unfair let's just answer that real quick uh fair Andrew? i will i just will say, say just say I'll fair say, so we can move on i don't even yeah, want to we, hear we, this, this right is now. sad <laughs> i'll say unfair in the sense of it should probably be 20 percent. not yeah i'd probably be 20 percent because this was this survey was put out two days after Bruce Cassidy was fired. Yeah. I'd say it's a little unfair, but not off by much. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. We signed some people. We signed a person. We signed a person. (laughs) Who who do we sign? (laughs) Andrew help. Luke Torpowski. Um, this guy is a pretty interesting, a pretty interesting prospect. And Ian, when I brought up this um, signing, you had an interesting point about prospect development and the it was kind of just prospect. Just a more depressing over. point was all it was. Yeah, no. Ian basically it was just like, I'm tired of these signings. Yeah, <laughs> like these don't interest me at this point. Like this isn't what I want to read. Well, it seems like scraping cool. the barrel. Nah. Like looking, looking for, for. What is what's the term I'm looking for? Diamonds and shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> hey, like, hey in the needle stack. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in shit. Covered in shit. Covered in shit. Look, I mean, it's all for, and we didn't even sign him, right? That's just a Providence signing. AHL signing, yes. Yeah. But it's interesting in the sense of in his draft group, he's projected as a fourth round pick, and appears to have a lot of skill and a lot of effort. Makes you wonder how he fell through the cracks. And I think this is the scouting department, the front office, taking advantage of a market inefficiency mm-hmm. due to COVID scouting. Or maybe he's a huge asshole. Yep. Or maybe he's a huge asshole. 
I my mean, question, my question isn't like, is this guy going to turn any, into anything right now? It's just like, why is this news right now? This is an inconsequence. This is just the thirst of this fan base and, and this organization for, for positive news at this point where this got talked about for maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about it since we're probably spending more time on it right now in the last two and a half minutes than anybody else has spent on it, even mentally thinking about it other than the people involved in actually making this a real transaction. But I think that the, the reason that I bring this up is Ian, that was your, it wasn't just like, it wasn't just you spouting off depression. Your exact words were, I'm sick of hearing about these signings about kids with untapped potential. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Well, you just love to have some sort of excitement about guys coming up and being helpful now. Yep. When we have too many pieces that are aging out. Mm-hmm. And I, I need help now. <laughs> like, send dudes. <laughs> we need all the help we can get. <laughs> send dudes? You don't know that meme? <laughs> send dudes. Do you mean send nudes? No, dudes. I need all the help I can get. Uh, we just, Ian, we're learning about you today. Oh, I need so many dudes. I need so many dudes to help me lift a very heavy trophy. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Ian's just, Ian's just. I'm losing my mind. Losing it right now. We signed these untapped potential guys to fill out fill out the the lower rosters and then we never fucking give them any real time in the nhl Mm -hmm. we loaded up on veterans in the bottom six who are inconsequential we didn't find out really anything what did we find out about any prospects this year this whole last season we like oscar steen jackson nika can't uh maintain weight that's about Mm -hmm. all we found out oh and oscar steen is probably a player yeah Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much all we got no like if you're going to have these signings, and again, this is just an AHL signing, so it's a little different, but you have to bring them in and give them an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But when you're log jammed with veterans who cost $3 million a year, there's no way to give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a real problem. Two, two things jump out at me when you hear about a deal like this, especially right now, where it's just like, stop making these deals to be like, look how smart I am when the rest of the front office is just looking fucking stupid as hell right now like they're looking incompetent with the way that this cassidy situation has been handled and the end of season interviews and the lies etc like this isn't about like hey look at this shiny new toy but the thing that really jumps out at me honestly what if this kid actually is good mm-hmm. and this seemingly inconsequential transaction this player comes in and he outperforms people that you're actually drafting and developing. Mm. It just makes you look fucking stupid on the other side too. So this, look at me, I'm so smart. Look at this transaction. We're, we're a smarter franchise than everybody else. Ha ha ha. That shit. <laughs> it's, it's twofold. And it's right now I'm too pessimistic. Man, to if, that, man if it else. works out that way, I, I'll put the dunce cap on me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. But I just want to be mad at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I just want to be upset. That's that's no. the whole thing. Just let me well, fucking it, be upset. I just sort of use that use that as a vehicle to a bigger conversation. And because you, yeah, you we have went to on a road to nowhere. Exactly. Where's this conversation going? 
Well, it was my, you, it was you, my you, drove, you and Ian drove it. You, you and Ian drove it to the conversation I wanted you to have. Yeah, drove it right into a tree. All right. <laughs> We're Sorry, all dead now. Welcome to, the, like, well, yeah. welcome to the Dead Shift podcast. Yeah. Oh, God. It was such a bummer this week. What the hell? We have had the most we have had the most depressing string of podcasts the last month. Here's the thing for me, though. Mm-hmm. At the end of the season, watching this team fail, <laughs> I felt Jesus. like I was somehow okay with it. Like I found peace in my heart as I'm watching time click down mm-hmm. and now I'm mad and now I'm upset. And now I'm sad that I'm not watching this team. This mm-hmm. off season is already taking too long. This off season feels, is already taking three years. Yeah. I, I feel like the Bruins got knocked out two months ago and we're just barely into the Stanley cup finals. Right. Now. Mm-hmm. You ever have a week that's just yes. fucking awful <laughs> and you wake up Friday morning and you're just already like annoyed and pissed and you go to make a coffee and you have like, I don't know, you just miss the cup a little bit and you get it on the counter and your whole, like your whole persona just shatters. Mm-hmm. You're just livid and you don't even know how to like exert that energy because the whole week building up to this small inconsequential thing. That felt like the whole season and then the Cassidy firing just let everyone's emotions just go. Yep. Like that was the moment. That was a spilled coffee moment where you just got belligerently like, I don't even know how to handle this anymore. I just hate everything. You mm-hmm. burned the, the eggs are on fire. The yeah, it's like you burned fire. your fucking eggs and you're like, wow, I don't know. I could harbor so much hatred towards this pan. <laughs> yeah. Never the dishes. It's Never always a buildup. Fucking, it's 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 Don Sweeney. Never the dishes. It's Don Sweeney. <laughs> Dish Sweeney. Well, <laughs> can that we was, do some chirps? That was terrible. Yeah, that was really bad. Can we do some chirps? Right, we're we're there. Right. Yeah. I, let's go ahead and do one before we get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to one. I got a call uh, earlier today, actually, from a listener named Sharon. So let's go to Sharon. Dudes, what is going on in Bruins Nation? My name is Sharon. I listen to you guys all the time, and I just had to reach out to see what you thought about the whole coaching situation. Now, any name I've heard so far, I'm not super thrilled about. Um, Not super excited about Trotz. Definitely not super excited about a handful of the guys that have been tossed around. So... Curious as to your thoughts, um, there was another podcast that I listened to that kind of put out the name of Marco Stern, which I thought was kind of interesting because that seems to be a little bit outside of the box. So just curious, let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for that call, Sharon. Uh, Marco I have Stern. Not heard, yeah, I have not heard Marco Stern. It's, it's certainly interesting out of the box or whatever, but I don't... Is he even a candidate? I don't think he's a candidate, but he's coached the German national team for years now. So he's not he's not a neophyte. He's got head coaching experience on an international level. That's all well and good. So does interesting fucking. So does Quinn, and I don't. That doesn't impress me. I don't <laughs> shut. No, stop. Uh, he has. Ian has a face right now. I just, what an interesting call mm-hmm. with this name. I mean, also, thank you, Sharon, for expressing our exact thoughts of like, 
God, this is disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> the beginning of her call was literally like she might as well. I'm, I should have played that a half hour ago on this podcast. Yeah, seriously, because it's literally exactly what we're thinking. When's it's the last us. time she coached? Uh, I'm trying to figure. Out what... Google it. I am right now because I'm trying to. Does he coach in the NHL ever? He's been an assistant for the Kings for four years. Yeah, he has. Huh. I really thought for some reason he had a head coaching gig at one point. Mm-hmm. That's I, I honestly, I don't even know what to think mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that. I, I kind of would mix him in with the I don't know what I get. Yeah. I gotta be I don't know what his style is even. That's just I don't just, I don't know enough about him as a coach. Uh I do know obviously him as a player. I feel like he would not be somebody who would just listen to the front office and let them dictate his coaching style. I think all Marco Stern would have to do is just give him the stern face. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does he have any and other face? The, the the Marco Stern gold face. Yeah. Oh, the you gold know face. that face. Oh yeah. The gold face. I love it. Fuck it. You know what? For Sharon, let's bring him in. Let's just do it. Let's, let's just him. let's just talk him. Let's bring him in. I mean, look if you're if you're leading uh, leading the German national team, like that's the thing is when you get a guy who's working with a national team that's outgunned, like every major tournament. Like Germany is not does just doesn't have the same guys that Canada or the USA have, you know, mm-hmm. or or even Russia for that matter. Um, I mean, not that we're going to praise Russia for anything. Fuck those guys. I don't know. I, I think that says something about a guy. And he's silver, silver medal for Germany. Yeah, he's been. It's been a competitive team. He's also uh, the general manager, so he picks the players. Which, I like which lends team. itself to me saying I don't think he's just going to listen to a front office dictate what he's supposed to be doing as a coach. I feel like he's going to want some level of of power, and and he'll probably command more respect from that locker room. I'm so glad that she brought him up because now I'm going to waste so many hours tonight just looking into this guy's fucking coaching record. <laughs> I love it. This is really interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a really, it's a really, it's a good outside the box sort of idea. And he would fit into, he would fit into the idea of them going younger. Mm-hmm. Some. Supposedly, uh, he is a big part, and he's given a lot of credit for German players being willing to represent their country internationally. I guess he's pretty good at convincing guys to come out for the team. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Players coach, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> I wish I had more information. I really do. But uh, that's a really interesting take. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, good job, call. Sharon. Thank you for the little little feminine wiles on this podcast. Jesus. <laughs> the feminine so much, wiles. So much toxic masculinity around here. It's ridiculous. Yep. Gaping, yeah. you know, with our gaping loopholes and such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody yes. who ever wants to call up the podcast, uh, the line's open 24 hours a day. Uh, the number is 860-506-5444. That is a dedicated line just for the chirp line. That said, one of these days, I'm sure I'm going to get a phone call and just fucking answer it. Just fuck with somebody. <laughs> thinking they're going to be calling up thinking like, oh, I'm just going to leave a voicemail. And I just answer the phone like, all right, what you need? 
<laughs> call for Tommy. This shit would be funny. If you have, if you ever get a call during the show, just answer it. Yeah, that uh, was the thing. Like we started recording, and I didn't, I didn't have my phone out, and then I got a notification that we got a voicemail. I was like, oh, okay. But I thought it was one from earlier. But it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, lines open twenty four hours a day. Leave us a voicemail, rant, ask questions, whatever you want. Uh, we'd be happy to answer that stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Short Shift Pod. Smash that link. Buy some merch. Make sure you hit other links, including somebody's YouTube channel. We've got a Bruins Low. Ian's uh, YouTube channel just hit a thousand subscribers. Beautiful. Whoops. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure how that happens. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, you gotta it's love cool. that it comes in the off season too, man. It like is people cool. are still seeking out yeah. the material. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for all the people that are chiming in and listening, and we we have a good time over there, and we're mostly positive. Maybe not. <laughs> my last video is what, what? What was the title of my last fucking video? <laughs> Why your team sucks and mine too? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the sketches are worth it for the price of admission alone and by price i mean time oh, thank you so much hey guys you know what for the the price of free the sketches are worth it they're, they're yeah. worth that price yeah. I mean, what a, what a high right. praise for me that is my right. price point so yeah it's uh <laughs> my no, favorite fl- ian my favorite flavor is free and you provide my favorite flavor every week boy this got oddly sexual yeah uh, like i'm into it but like got real sexual <laughs> you're the one that took it there I am not interested in either one of your flavors, boys. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for everyone who supports the pod. Uh, We'll be here next week. Welcome to the the Gaping Loophole Podcast. Don't Uh, watch the Celtics. Oh, wait. You won't have to by the time you listen to this. Boys, I'll talk to you next week. Go Bees. Go Bees. Go Bees. Later. Just to hopefully keep him off this this goddamn bench.